All right. Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody, on this last Saturday of January. Oh, my goodness. Where is this year going so quickly? Oh, my gosh. It's just hard to believe, isn't it? Let me uh, turn my my program my card over here because I had the wrong program up. I'd be giving you the wrong phone number. You'd be calling that number saying nobody's answering. Nobody's there. The uh, phone number, if you'd like to call and get involved in this program right here, is 888-256-1080. And uh, Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering those phones, and we are here to talk about gardening. Your landscape, your garden, anywhere here in Texas. I'll tackle other areas, but I don't know much about other areas. I've always contended that uh, this is kind of the old vernacular now in the day of uh, Lyft and Uber, but uh, gardening as a talk show host is kind of like running a taxi cab. The farther you get away from home, the less you know about what you're doing. <laughs> so uh, Texas is my domain, and uh, I, try to, I try to help people in Texas. That's a big enough domain when you think about Beaumont and El Paso and Brownsville and Amarillo. That's a pretty big challenge, but I'll take that challenge, and I enjoy it very much. That's why I give you the phone number, and I welcome your call right now. Toll-free, if you can hear me, you can call me, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We're here every Saturday, a little after 11 until just a little before noon, and I enjoy doing this program. I've done it for about 35 years now, and it's always exciting to see callers from around the state. We broadcast to those uh, areas that I just mentioned, broadcast to Amarillo, broadcast to Victoria and Corpus Christi and Alpine and Crockett and Bryan College Station and uh, to uh, uh, Brownwood and San Angelo and uh, uh, through, uh, through Midland, Odessa. And we get calls from McKinney and uh, just a lot of uh, cities around. I may not have mentioned your city just now, but uh, a lot of towns, a lot of stations carry this program. They've carried it for uh, 35 years. I have a daily program that I do called Plant Talk Texas. It's a recorded program and a five-minute daily program. I have some stations that have carried that since 1978 when I began it. So it's exciting to get to talk about my state. I enjoy gardening more than any hobby that I've ever had, and I've had a lot. It's my favorite hobby, and it's my vocation, two degrees in, in horticulture. I was going to be the world's best grower, and uh, I got into the extension service work in Dallas County and then serving 18 counties, and I found that I enjoyed the communication side of it very much, writing and, and talking. And so I've been in that all of my career since 1970. So it might stick. It might. St I hope I get another 53 years out of it. So anyway, give me a call right now, won't you please? 888-256-1080. This ought to be the easiest time of the year to call before spring really gears up. Call me now. 888-256-1080. Your spring vegetable garden needs to be underway now unless you're in Amarillo, and it's getting pretty close even there. Uh, the first things into the garden are English peas, the snap-style peas, and uh, also onions. And it's time for most of Texas to be planting those or to have planted them in the last week or so. So uh, that's the beginning point. Uh, those two uh, crops, uh, asparagus is certainly planted 
at this time. And uh, so get that underway. And there are some annual flowers, annual color plants that you can still plant at this time. All of that we can talk about. Time for transplanting of trees and shrubs. I'll talk about that. But I'd rather talk about what you have on your mind. And that's why I give you the phone number. One more time, 888-256-1080. Please call right now. Let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, and the very special offer I have for you for a limited time to get spring up and running. This might be the only gardening reference book that you will need to be successful here in Texas. I wrote it with that in mind. I spent a year of my life writing this book, and it was a joy. Every morning I got up, and I knew what my goal was for that day. Uh, 360 days or so it, uh, it took. Um, I self-published this book, so I didn't have to go to committee meetings with a publisher that uh, would assign people that didn't know gardening at all, but whose main goal was to cut costs. In this case, my main goal was to have the book be thorough and to tell the story about gardening successfully in Texas. This is a hardback with 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and I wanted it to be printed in Texas, not in China. That was important to me since it's called Lone Star Gardening. Eleven chapters cover, well, chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you need to know to get you started. Uh, Number two chapter is uh, is a calendar, a 48-page calendar, and you have to see it to understand what I'm talking about. It's not a grid like you hang on the wall. This is a calendar of words telling you month by month what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in your landscape and garden for each part of Texas. Then chapters 3 through 11 cover extensively in detail trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter uh, These uh, chapters cover every detail to help you succeed in gardening and all of those specialties. Now, for a limited time, I have reduced the price of the book to just thirty-six ninety-five to help in these economic times. Your satisfaction is guaranteed, or I'll give every penny back to you. I sign every copy as it sells, and for that reason, the book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. They're in my garage. I sign a couple of times a week. Zeus the dog and I spend a lot of time together in the garage signing books, and then I take them to the post office. This is a self-published book. That's what it all entails. Order it from my office weekdays by calling 800-752-GROW. G-R-O-W. It's not a zero, it's an O. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it right now while you're thinking about it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for more than 90 years. You can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. Their easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6 by 9 to big 12 by 21 foot ones. And they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. Let me tell you, go ahead and get that 12 by 20 foot one. Yeah, 21 foot one. You have never had a greenhouse big enough. No matter what size you buy, you'll fill it up. 
trust me. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a great Texas-grown company. It's Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means greenhouses. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And let me give you that number one more time. Kelly just did. He doesn't uh, doesn't do it uh, any any worse than I do. I don't know why I feel like I need to amplify, but I'd like to fill up the one remaining line. It's 888-256-1080. We go to Liz in Sweetwater. First call up this morning. Liz, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, sir, and glad to talk to you. Um, you. I have got a question about growing musky vines. My soil is a 7.8 on alkaline. Yikes. And I need to know. Yeah, I'm I need sorry. To know did what, I give Did I give a hint to my answer? <laughs> yes. So, what do I need to do to the you soil? Need, you need to move. Well, you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, they they like acidic soil, and it will be an uphill climb for you, Liz. They need to be in East Texas, really. You'd yeah, be better. You'd be better off with some of the other types of grapes than than muscadines. Hmm. I'm sorry. Well, I was sure hoping to grow them, but I didn't know if I could uh, dig out around them and put a lot of uh, additives or supplements in it, so I could well, grow them. You can, but let me let's be practical about it, and let me. I, I'm. I want to encourage you. But they are strong growing plants, and they have big root systems. So first of all, you would have to do it over a fairly large volume of soil. And secondly, uh, any you're going to accomplish that with organic matter like peat moss, uh, sphagnum peat moss. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you a lot to get the, that much peat and, and bark mulch and other things. And those things break down over time. You know how organic matter uh, decays. Yes. And so it's going to end up being a hole there where you had the, the big, uh, nice planting of the of the muscadines with the peat moss. This happens to us in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where we try to grow azaleas. We also have very alkaline soil, about the same as you do. And we mound up a big bed of, of uh, peat and bark mulch and, and grow azaleas. And after eight or ten years... We find that the the big bed that was up four or five inches above the surrounding grade is now down four or five inches because all of that has compacted and decayed. And so we have to dig the azaleas out and rework the bed and either replant them and prune them back significantly or start over with new plants, which doesn't work with muscadines because you want that you want them to have tenure, you want them to get established. Um, and mm-hmm. and the other thing that you have working against you generally where you have very alkaline soil you also have extremely alkaline irrigation water. And so that's combating anything that you do uh, to improve the soil. You're, mm-hmm. you're just asking for a lot of trouble, and it's not worth it. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to tell you that, well, you could do it. You'd have to be a hero to do it. But uh, at the risk of, of uh, 
hurting your feelings, I'm going to say that I have done what I'm about to describe on uh, uh, blueberries. I had to be an idiot to try it because it's just so, you have to do so much and then you have to keep adding uh, uh, sulfur soil acidifier and you begin to realize these things are going to cost me $100 a pint at this rate. And it'd be better mm. just to go to the store and buy them. Or, you know, not that you can find muscadines all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I usually yeah, can give you an answer. Where, where was he? In Arkansas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, Point made. You know, I just wanted to try. You're just stubborn. I got it. You mm. know. Yeah. I wish I could help. But, you know, blackberries will do well for you. They don't taste like muscadines, and, and it's not a memory of your past with your grandpa but but that's the problem yeah. it, it's just yeah i've got blackberries grow. growing out my you know i've got them covered you know real good right and what have you and i clipped them back last year you know mm-hmm. to uh thin them out and stuff and of course uh in 2022 they didn't put on a lot of berries but the year before i could put five of my hand and they were covered you know my hand was covered with blackberries you so, uh, you do your pruning right after they produce fruit, right? Oh uh, no, I did it the wrong time of year because they were so big and they were growing everywhere. Well, the so secret just, on blackberries is you prune all of the canes that had fruit the week after you harvest that fruit, or the day after you harvest that fruit. A cane that has fruit will never have fruit a second time, and at that time you can easily tell which ones had fruit and which ones are brand new canes from that year so in in may or june this year when your when your blackberries have fruit uh once they once you finished harvesting cut all those canes with lopping shears clear to the ground and the new canes will still be kind of supple you'll be able to identify them and even during the spring as as the canes are developing the new ones for 2023 you can take your thumbnail or pruning shears and pinch the growing tips out and make them grow some side shoots and keep them more manageable that way. You'll get more fruit that way in a, on canes that are, are more compact. So that'll yeah, help well, you. You won't, you won't have the down years that way. Yeah, well, that I learned from your book, which it was already too late when I got the book gotcha. to do anything well, about it. <laughs> yeah, and there are times, I've uh, once again, I've done the same thing where I got busy and I didn't get them pruned properly, and I went out there and looked at my forest of blackberry canes and, said, I think I'm just going to mow them down. So I, yeah. I understand. Well, I, I, I think I saved you a lot of frustration on your muscadines. I'm sorry. I think you did. Okay. Well, I appreciate the call. I'm glad that you called. Have a good day. Thank you. All righty. Let's see. We're going to go to Roy in Floresville. Let's do that next. I'll get my break in after that. Roy, this is Neil. Good morning. Oh, he dropped. Oh, shoot. He was going to ask about avocado trees. I hope he'll call back. That would be a good Good thing to talk about. Uh, phone number, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Call now. Uh, we have lines open at this point. The uh, the, the calls have, uh, you know, when you call, be patient. I try to give a good answer to the person ahead of you, and, and I won't rush you either if you'll, if you'll do that with me. Uh, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Well, I'll get my second break in then, and then we'll come back and see where we are. Neil Sperry's eGardens is my uh, free electronic newsletter. I really enjoy doing eGardens. It's uh, like an old-fashioned garden section. I have been writing for garden sections in Texas 
uh, since 1970, and I really enjoy doing that. Um, and I've done newspaper tabloids for 30 years, where I did a lot of the writing, all the writing, in fact, for 28-page tabloids. Well, this is an electronic tabloid where I do all the writing. It comes out of my computer, and we send it by constant contact to you. You get it on Thursday about 6.02, 6.03 in the evening, and you get to look at it that evening and make your decision of what you need to get done that weekend. And you can make your plans and pick up whatever products or plants you might need uh, on Friday and be ready to go Saturday. Now, that's the, that's the perfect world setting. It doesn't take into account the uh, six-inch rain that you're going to get on Saturday, but, you know, this is Texas. But that's what eGardens is always all about. There's always a featured plant of the week. There always is the uh, Gardening This Weekend outline where I give you the most important tasks for that weekend. And then I also have uh, for you in eGardens uh, the Q&A section, which we have really ramped up now, and there always are eight or ten questions there that I answer from readers all across the state of Texas. Also, we'll mention to you that we have a brand new guest uh, writer. Uh, Steve Huddleston is the uh, public relations manager, but before that, before he retired and came back as public relations manager, he had been the senior horticulturist at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and he will help once a month with a featured plant. And uh, this week he has a wonderful shrub for shade or part shade that you'll want to uh, read about. And that will be this coming Thursday. So all that. It's very exciting. It's always free. And uh, I will never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. But you must sign up for it. We have to have an email address to send it to you. And uh, you do that at my website. Same place you go to buy my book. You click on neilsperry.com. And then click on the eGardens tab, and you will see uh, the most recent issues of eGardens, three or four of them, there for your perusal at uh, the eGardens tab, and you'll see where you sign up for it. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. More after these messages. All right. Thank you very much, Kelly. And we go back to our phone lines. We have found Roy in Floresville. Roy, this is Neil. Good morning. Yes, yes good morning. Yes, How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. How can I help yeah. you? Yeah. Avocados. Uh, I'm trying to grow some in my land. Um, is there any, uh, what was I say? Are, are they hard to grow and maintain? Yes, they are very hard to maintain because of the cold. Your uh, radio is throwing you off because we're oh, in delay. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me, let me shut this down a little bit. Yeah, turn it off if you can. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, would they be, see, my sister, she lives in Harlingen, and she has a couple of them, but she has them in a greenhouse. Right. Okay. Uh, would it be better if I get them and keep Put them in my greenhouse until they get more uh, bigger, or how does well, that work? Well, your problem is that where you live, south of San Antonio, you're not as far south as she is by a long ways, and they cannot handle any freezing weather. They're they're going to freeze in Floresville, where they would not as often freeze in Harlingen. She has them in the greenhouse to protect them, even those few times that it does freeze in uh, in oh. Harlingen. So that's oh, the difference. Okay. They, they are totally tropical. 
there is a really do you go online once in a while uh-huh okay i have a if you have a pencil i have a really good yeah hold on hold on yeah Maybe. all right we've got something okay all right uh, there's a really good bulletin from Texas A&M on growing avocados in South Texas, and it's E. Yeah, it's going to be really. Yeah, this is what you're looking for. It's E H T, like like uh, Egbert. Uh, H. Yeah, H. I'm just giving you initials. E H T dash zero one eight. That's the the number of this fact sheet. One eight. Yeah, E H T. Dash zero one eight, and the name okay. of it is avocados, and it's avocados. from Texas Texas A and M University. A M, yeah, okay. Uh, well, and let me covers, do that. In it, fact, it, uh, yeah, it covers all the varieties, the ones that are a little bit more winter hardy, the the types uh, where you can uh, uh, grow them. Uh, here, I'm just looking down at the varieties, and it talks about below average cold tolerance, little cold tolerance, good cold tolerance, the variety Wilma. Uh, excellent cold tolerance is um, uh, winter Mexican hybrid is the variety name, uh, and so forth. So, um, oh, okay, I see what you mean. I I thought that they're all just I get different trees for different uh, atmospheres. They say right. I'm very real growing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But but you yeah, won't find okay. any of them that'll grow very far north. Some of them will grow a little far north, <laughs> but not very oh. far. Yeah, well, let me try that. Um, uh, I, I the last time I spoke to a couple, that's what I think. But we we're talking about those uh, those cactuses, and I actually grow them now. Those uh, 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 what are they called? The one you see in the desert. Uh, uh, you gave me the name. Uh, uh, what what was the W? Watch watch out. Well, I don't remember what it was. I'm trying to help. I'm thinking. I'm listening. Yeah, I need, I need yeah, one more uh, clue. <laughs> uh, those are cactus that look like like a finger, like two fingers. What do you call it? Uh, you see on the desert a uh, lot, like towards El Paso. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, you told me the name of it the last time. You're talking about Ocotilla? Uh, yeah, I think so. Ocotilla is so. the one yeah. that's very wispy, like a hand of fingers up in the air. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. All, all the little, little stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I put my landscaping. I, I I got a couple of those, and yeah. they're, they're they're going all right. Ah, no. Well, I'm gonna try that in a in a few minutes and go on that. All right. You see how? Yeah. I, let me maybe you can tell me. Uh, how long would they grow? How long will it be before they start putting out fruit? Well, that really depends on how uh, how warm your winters are for a while. Uh, oh, okay. you, need to, you need to make some kind of provision to protect your tree. Uh, because if it okay. gets cold, you're going to have to cover it in some way, and and this bulletin if, will give you all yeah. kinds of guidance. Yeah, okay, I, w- I wonder if you could keep them in the uh, in the ca- in the pot and keep them in the in the uh, in the uh, uh, the where you keep all the plants inside the the. Well, boy, these are going to be these are going to be trees. These are not little. Yeah. Yeah, these are not things oh, you yeah, okay. wheel in and out the living room. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's what you mean, yeah. Uh, well, let me try that, Mr. Spear, and, uh, and uh, hopefully it'll help. Well, thank you. And, you are uh, welcome. Thanks for calling back. It, I appreciate it. All right, that. thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. All right, his line open, 888-256-1080, 888-256-1080. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. 
And uh, I just would like to have it in your hands and let you look at it. I've put a money-back guarantee on the book when I started. It's in its sixth printing now, and that's about 77,000 copies sold. Folks, no one has asked for a refund yet. So I think it's been a success. Uh, 344 pages, 840 photographs, more than 25 multi-page charts to help you find the best fruit, flower, vegetable, uh, woody plants, everything for your landscape, for your lawn, for your uh, vegetable and flower gardens, everything. And then the the chapter two that is the uh, calendar, people tell me, Neil, it's the best thing you ever did. This pays for the whole book, just knowing what to do, when to do it. Like the uh, information on blackberries a minute ago, when do you prune blackberries? That's a tricky one because people think of pruning fruit trees in the middle of the winter. It's the worst possible time to prune blackberries. All of that is identified in, uh, in this book. If you give it a try and you say, I knew everything in that book, no problem. I'll give you your money back. Even if I've signed it to you, not a problem. Not a problem. So there are two ways you can buy the book. It was self-published. I chose to do that so that I didn't have to answer a bunch of questions through some publishing house where they put a bunch of people in a committee, and then I had to go meet with the committee. I've done this four times. I said, I'm not doing that again. And the committee was made up of accountants and and, uh, editors who'd never gardened in their lives. And I said, all right, I'm going to do this myself. And uh, so you buy it directly from me, and I sign it, and I ship it myself. I take it to the post office. Here are the two ways you can order. You can call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it from my website and do it right now. That's uh, neilsperry.com. This book is so much better than the old cowboy boot book that I did 30 years ago. This, uh, order it now at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And right now we have Mark in Brenham. Mark, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Neil. Hi there. Oh, yeah, you're all right. Okay. I'm in my truck. I was wondering if it was going to work. Right, my question is... Um, in the skull bottom, if you're acquainted with that, that's down between Somerville and Clay Station. And we've got a lot of, like, wild dewberries down here. And they seem to, the fruit seems to be getting smaller. And I was wondering if there's a way that we could I could fertilize them in any kind of way to help. How much Bermuda grass and Johnson grass and clover do you have mixed in with the dewberries? It's really not that. It's it's some. It's a whole lot of. It's we're in a, pl- a flood plain down here, and uh, this is part of the old G Bar Ranch. If your dad probably was acquainted with that, and it's a lot of that water grass type stuff. It's just out in the, in the pastures along the fence lines and stuff like that. Thing I would worry about would be you'd uh, you can certainly fertilize, and you you strange as it will sound, you'd probably want to use nitrogen to just give the plants overall vigor. Uh, I would do that coming right out of the winter, which would be probably right at the end of February, uh, as far south as you are, and try to do it ahead of a rain. Uh, but I wonder what else, what other vegetation is there to compete. It seems to me that every time I go out to harvest dewberries, they're in with about a thousand other things. And uh, it may be that because of the unique surroundings that they're in there, uh, 
maybe there isn't a lot of competition. But yes, you could certainly use nitrogen on them. The uh, I wonder how much of the or how much of the the shrinkage of the size might be due to the drought last summer and the extreme winter a year before that. It's been a tough couple of years to be a plant in Texas. Yes, it has. It's um, we've had the spring rains the last two years, and then it's gotten dry on us. But I don't know. It, it's it seems like the fruit just gets smaller. I was wondering even if I could, I could take the tractor and shredder and just shred them down, and maybe that would help to start over. I don't know. And then yet uh, when they are getting green and everything going with all the wild pigs we got down here, if they get in there, they eat them green before we can pick them before oh they gosh. actually mature. Yeah, it's kind of a tough battle. <laughs> we have we have uh, feral hogs uh, on our property. No, but we have eleven acres. They don't stay on our property. In fact, I, I rather encourage them to leave. Um, they are the most devastating things for anybody who's listening who does not enjoy the presence of them. They come right up to you. They come on your driveway. They they can do more damage in uh, in three minutes than a pack of armadillos will in a whole year. This um, is true. Yeah. Um, and they're overrunning Texas. They, they're in places that you don't expect that kind of animals to be. They just have taken over everything. I would, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, if you have a garden space somewhere and can grow upright blackberries, the uh, the name varieties, they are so much more productive. Um, I, I'm i not the expert on fruit crops uh, that I probably should be on uh, doing this program. I'm more in ornamental horticulture, but but I, I've heard George Ray McEachin say so many times that, that dewberries are not nearly as productive. Austin dewberry is the cultivated variety, but he will always encourage people to grow the, the uh, upright uh, blackberries. But I, I would think I, that, I would think that uh, giving them uh, better, I don't know about shredding them, but I would think that trying the fertilizer one time uh, would be worth a try. It doesn't cost much to put a, a band of fertilizer down a side of a road where they're growing. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be a problem. It's just something me and the wife do a lot of times on Sunday afternoons. That's our little thing. Well, they're Getting fabulous. And, <laughs> yeah. No, I understand, and and I grew up in College Station, and I harvested more than my share. Uh, you have to be conscious now of fire ants. You have to be conscious now of uh, chiggers and, and snakes. There are a lot of things that uh, you have to This is about. true. This is true. But uh, those of us who have done it, as I have too, you, you're aware, and you wear boots, and and they use a stick to probe around before you stick your hand down in. I've been there. That's right. <laughs> well, I don't know hey, that I gave great. you a good Thank answer. Thank you very much. But I would give it a try. It's worth a try. Yeah, I can I can try to fertilize it. What the heck? Well, it's, it's, you know, anything to make them a little bit better. Yes, like sir. as long as you beat them, get there before the pigs do. Oh, Thanks no again, except for my call. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Mark. Drive safely. Let's go to a David in Texas City. David, this is Neil. Good morning. Oh, David's gone. Okay, uh, let's save Carolyn. We'll come back to Carolyn North Zolch right after uh, right after my last break. That will be that'd be wonderful. Let's do that. So uh, uh, anyway, let's begin this break with my website, neilsperry.com. You've heard me refer to it several times today because that is where you buy my book. It's uh, one of two ways you can get my book. You either call my office at eight hundred seven five two grow, or you go to my website neilsperry.com. I never care about how you spell my name, except when you try to go to my website. There was a time that one of uh, the other people doing uh, gardening talk shows bought all, all the other domain spellings of my name. 
Okay, if you want to squat on all that, go for it. I don't want to spend all that money. I'll just spell it for people so they'll get there in the first place. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's in alphabetic order, those vowels in the first. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. You'll find uh, the special offer on my on my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. That's where you sign up for uh, eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It's where you find my 1,001 frequently asked questions and, more importantly, my answers. And uh, you'll find archived information on crepe myrtle bark scale and on uh, rose rosette virus and on St. Augustine Diagnostics. That's what you find at neilsperry.com. I think you'll find it to be very helpful. I have links to some other important websites as well. All of that and a lot more at neilsperry.com. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America, but I want to tell you about something that's been made in America for 90 years. Mueller metal roofing and steel buildings are made right here in America by in Texas by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, maybe it's a shed or a greenhouse or the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA, and with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect you and your family and your property, and you're supporting local jobs and local families. These are ordinary, hardworking people who are proud to provide a product that's been made right here in America. When a company's been doing something for 90 years or longer, you know they're doing it right. Visit MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. They are Mueller. They are made in America, and they are made to last. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Well, all right. We're going to wrap this program up. I think we've had a good program. Hope you've enjoyed it. We have another call to go and a few more minutes to go. We go to Carolyn in North Zulch. Carolyn, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. My husband and I purchased four acres uh, last year. It was overrun with wee sash and mesquite, so he pulled all of them by the roots to discover that we're sitting on black clay and not a tree one on there because of the wee sash and mesquite. My question is, what can we plant, uh, what type of trees can we plant that are fast growing? All right. Is that the only criterion that you're going to evaluate a tree by? Do what now? Uh, This is a trap. I'll tell you up front. It's a trap. Is Is that the only asset that you're going to consider for a tree? Well, I, I just want something that's going to be fast-growing, shade. Um, just get some trees on that property because it's bare. Okay. Here is the reason I ask it that way, and, and I'm not picking on you in particular because it's a very common question I'm asked many times okay. a, a week. Um, I always ask people, let's make a list of the most important uh, things that you want in a, in a shade tree. Obviously, shade, we'll, we'll give use that as a given. I'm going to make a list right here on my piece of paper. So you want fast growth. I have that. Do you want it to look good? Yes. 
All right, so good looks. Uh, do you want it to be pest-free, relatively pest-free? Uh, pretty much, yes. Okay, so you don't I'm not a have tree, to be a, I'm not a tree person, so... You don't want to, you <laughs> don't have, want to have to, to be to spraying it. it several times a summer or anything right, like that. Right, right. Uh, do you want it to be adapted to the soils and the climate uh, of yes. that area? All right, so it needs to be adapted. Fast, uh, okay, adapted to North Zulch. Um, so let me see if there's anything else I want to put in that. That's, that's almost enough. Um, so, so to go through our list, you have fast growth, an attractive tree. You want it to be pest free and you want it to survive in your soils and in the climate. Are, are you Brazos County or are you, what county are you in? Madison. Madison. It's just over the line somewhere there. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So. I grew up in Brazos County. I didn't know if you were where you were exactly. All right. Yes. Um, so you want it to be adapted to Madison County. Now I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I want okay. you to I want you to put those in order. Of if you had to give up one of those, which would you give up? Um, I guess the fast growing. But the reason why I want fast growing is because I just would like a little bit of privacy. All right, but. But you, you you look at those and you say, well, I don't want it to be ugly. I don't want it to have a bunch of bugs that I have to spray all the time. And I don't want it to be pitiful because it doesn't want to live here. And so you have to consider these other things, too. And so now okay. I come back to you with my arm around your shoulder and I say, I can give you almost as fast growing in a tree that is perfectly adapted and beautiful and will outlive your fast growing trees 20 times. So let okay. me let me present to you a tree that you might have considered to be slow growing that isn't slow growing. And that would okay. be one of the oh for example Schumard red oak or even live oak or bur oak or chinkapin oak any of those four Okay, I'm oaks. I'm trying to write all this down. Okay, would you I understand. Say? I understand. So you have live oak, Schumard red oak, Burr oak, B-U-R oak, and then you have chinkapin oak, C-H-I-N-Q-U-A-P-I-N oak. And another one that you can grow that most of us cannot is water oak. It's native right in your area. And that's a beautiful oak. All right, you have those. You also have uh, cedar elm. That's, that's a tree, a type of elm tree. You also have pecans. And you also have uh, Chinese pistachio, Chinese pistachio. Of all of those, only the Chinese pistachio is not native in or near Madison County. Okay. So those are well-proven trees to your area. And they're all moderate. Those are, those are 45-mile-an-hour trees as opposed to 70-mile-an-hour okay. trees. If you give those trees good care and fertilizer, they'll grow almost as fast as the fast-growing trees, and they will outlive them instead of 20 years, 200 years. Okay. What is your opinion on a green ash? It will live maybe 5 or 10 years. The emerald ash okay. borer has moved into the state and is just decimating them, and then the old ash borers that we all had... I planted I planted a green ash in my yard in College Station. It was gone within, uh, actually it was a white ash, but the answer is the same. It was gone within uh, two years okay. before I got out of high school. Okay. 
Well, great. That answers my question. Thank you yeah. so much for taking my call. I'm glad you called. Thanks for being a good sport. Folks, I've enjoyed this very much, and I appreciate your listening. I hope you'll join us every Saturday a little after 6. To Jared Taylor, nice job. And to all of you, have a wonderful week. Until next week, thanks for listening. Happy gardening.